Hi, this is Sandy Rios of Sandy Rios 24-7, and this is, well, sort of, depending on when you listen to this, this is around Memorial Day. Memorial Day is very special to me. It's very special to my husband, Bruce, because we have fathers who are veterans, uh, and of course, we, we love all things military. We love our country. Uh, we love the surface for service and sacrifice that so many people have made. We admire it. Uh, so one, one morning on my morning show, I just thought I would open up the phone lines randomly to ask if anyone was, uh, you know, had a story, a firsthand story of what they had experienced in World War, World War II. Now, I knew it was kind of a long shot because uh, they, at, even at that point in 2016, uh, the men were getting older, and they were, and some of the women didn't too. They were getting older, and so they were not able. Many of them were invalids and not able to talk. And I knew it was a really long shot, but behold, a phone call came in from a guy named Joseph, uh, who actually landed on the shore on D-Day, and he proceeded to tell his story. He was 91 years old at the time, and so today I thought that you might really benefit from hearing his story because I want to hear it again too. So I hope you'll please stand. I hope you'll please stay tuned. We want to thank, of course, our sponsor, Preborn. Uh, Preborn is in the business of saving the lives of babies. And let me give you an example. You know, recently a young mom heard a preborn ad, and the lives of her family changed dramatically. She had kept the pregnancy a secret from her mom and dad and made an appointment at an abortion clinic. Days before that appointment, she heard a preborn ad on the radio and heard that a baby's heartbeat is detectable just days after conception. She couldn't get that message out of her mind. Well, the day came and she arrived in the parking lot of the abortion clinic. She sat there thinking again about that powerful message. While she was terrified, she called her mom and said, Mom, I'm pregnant. I have an appointment right now for an abortion and I can't do it. Please come and get me. Together, we helped, that means you and me, helped to rescue this precious baby and mother from the pain of an otherwise fatal decision. And we can be praying for this brave young girl. Preborn writes 200 stories just like this every single day. One ultrasound is just $28. All you have to do is go to preborn.com slash Sandy, preborn.com slash Sandy. $28 will pay for one ultrasound, and I bet you can afford even more than $28. So uh, give your most generous donation to help people, women. We, we don't have our name because some of these stories, they don't want to give their names, and you can understand that. But this young girl, her life is real, I guarantee you. Uh, and this, you know, an ad like this, uh, someone like me talking about this is what caused her to choose to keep her baby. So we need to keep this going, keep the word, get the word out that there's an alternative to abortion, and that's what Preborn is doing. So go to preborn.com slash Sandy, preborn.com slash Sandy. All right, well, sit back and relax because you're going to enjoy this uh, Memorial Day edition of Sandy Rios 24-7. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice. Not social justice, but God's justice. What's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. 
Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up. Speak up. Say something. Do something. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. How old are you, Joseph? I'm 91. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, um, what you you served in World War II, correct? Uh, you cutting out on me. What did I do? What, ma'am? Did you serve in World War II? Yes, I served with General George S. Patton, the Third Army. I landed the 6th of June, 44, on a Normandy beachhead, Utah beachhead. Wow. So, Joseph, you're one of the survivors. Yeah, there's not many of us left. Tell us, you were 16 then? Yes. So tell us about that day. Well, as a young boy, I saw a lot of carnage. I just, I'd never seen that many ships in my life. i never seen so much carnage in my life. But I, I volunteered to get in, and you know what? My mom and daddy signed for me. I got in a mess. I said, Lord, I'm in a mess over here. <laughs> But I got through it. I got through it. Thank goodness the man above the clouds found favor with me. So, Joseph, um, seriously, can you describe being on that boat, coming up to that beach? What did you see? What did you experience? Well, we we were watching the first wave went in. They got knocked out, and the second wave got knocked out. The third wave, just a handful of the third wave got in. They called for the fourth wave, and then some of the fourth wave got in, but not all of them. And then they called for the fifth wave. I was in the fifth wave. And so we got in. And so you mean, and you, when you got off those boats, you were right in the water. You had to walk in the water, did you not, in order to get to the beach? Well, I, I was holding my M1 rifle over my head, and I was in water up to my chest. Wow. And as you were walking, my understanding is that there were bodies on all in the water, bodies on the beach. This is all that you... bodies all over the water was from red. And so, Joseph, in a moment like that, does a man pray, or you just keep moving? What what goes on in your mind? Well, you know what what went on through my mind. I couldn't believe it. This. I couldn't believe that Hitler had done what he'd done. I had to, I had the blessing to go with General Patton to rescue that Dachau, that terrible prison camp. Yes. Sweetheart and Carnage up there, you can't believe what happened there. My goodness alive. I couldn't believe that a, a man, I suppose to be a son of God, could do a, ter- a terrible thing there like Hitler did. You know, Joseph, my father was in the Third Army under Patton also. And he was part of the group that that came to Dachau. Isn't that interesting? My own father was in the same division with you. So when you got to Dachau, what what did you have any idea at all about well, what you would see? Well, when we got to Dachau, see, we went behind the enemy lines at night. And when we got to Dachau that morning, the CIA guy rolled out a map on the jeep. And he said, here's Dachau and here's the guards. He said, I don't know what we're going to do if they want to surrender. 
Well, when they seen us, they jumped out of those towers and went through the woods like a deer. I could see that some of them were wearing number 10 soles, some 11 shoes. They went through the woods and never turned back. They're still running, I guess. We never did see them. And so what happened next? That was the guards. What happened next? Well, I was at the time being, I was driving for Colonel Smith. He was a he was an aide to General Patton, and he wanted me to take some TNT and put down by the side of that incinerator and blow it up. And he said, "I want you to put three or four sticks in there." Well, when I got to the ordnance depot, they gave me a whole case. They said they didn't break the case, so I just took the whole case and put down there. And I told the boy, "Don't put your tripwire on until I get away from here." I dug down and put as much as down there as I could, and when and when he when I said fire in a hole, he pushed that trip wire, and that thing, went, when it blowed up, it went from here to the moon. It looked silver, and I never did see it fall. I don't know where it went. <laughs> this it was, went to the moon. Uh, Joseph, this was the incinerator where they burned the Jews? Sweetheart, can you turn your volume up just a little? Is this the incinerator where they burned the bodies? Oh, lady, you ain't never seen such a mess in your life since you've been living. We got there. There was two rail cars outside, flat cars. They had bodies stacked on each side, like cordwood, eight foot tall on each side of those two rail cars. It was fixing to take them to the landfill, but we got there before they did it. Joseph, when you um, came into Dachau, did you... um I'm see if I can ask this clearly. Your fright, your experience invading Normandy, landing on the beach, putting your life at risk, did you feel when you came into Dachau that it was worth what you had done? Oh yes, yes. I'd do it again a hundred thousand times again. Yeah. Anything else you want to tell us about your experience? Well, I had the pleasure with serving with General George S. Patton. He is the greatest general ever walked this earth. You know that, don't you? I know he well, was a great general. <laughs> we wound up with this thing is over with. History will report and will reveal that George Patton saved the world. I was with that man from Normandy all the way to Berlin. Wow. Um, Joseph? Um, do your children know your story? Mama, can you turn this phone number up for a little bit for me? No, I don't know how. <laughs> Joseph? Let me see if I can turn my phone up just a little bit. All Hold right, up. all right. Well, he's got a volume on here somewhere. Hard of hearing, Daddy. That's not loud. Joseph? <laughs> if you just tuned in, I, we're listening. I tried to turn my volume up, but I can't find it. Oh, can you hear me? If I talk like this, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you a little better. You know, when you're 91 years old, you're half deaf anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, do your children know your story? Well, sweetheart, we just wrote a book. 14 of us World War II veterans got together and wrote a book, and it's on Amazon. What's the name of it? 
Hold just a minute. No, you're going to ask me. Just a minute. <laughs> If you just tuned in, this is Joseph, and he was. I'll give you everything you need. Just hold it. All right. Let me. I'm just telling people who you are. Joseph was 16 years old when he landed on Omaha Beach. Uh, he served with General George Patton in the Third Army, and uh, just uh, you know, this is a one in a million phone call. One in a million. Joseph, you are a jewel. I'm so glad you called. I'm so honored. Well, sweetheart, I'd do it again. This is the greatest country in the world, but our country's in a mess right now. Yeah. Our country's in a mess. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. And uh, that I think it's like uh, you, we, like your children. I'm My dad was your age. Uh, we, it is our responsibility not to let the truth die. Our kids don't know what happened well, in public schools. Our grandchildren, it's our responsibility to teach them. Do you have the name of your book yet? Yeah, Mama, Mama's going to have to hold just a minute. Okay. Mama's in that bag right there, in the bag by the desk. By the... It's on Amazon. You find it? It's in the bag. Oh, just a minute. Okay. Right here. All right, good. Okay, now, 14 of us World War II veterans got together, and we wrote this book. It says, The Last Eyewitness of World War II Memories from D-Day to 7th Anniversary. It was wrote by John Long and Walter Parks. Uh, wonderful. All right, Joseph, uh, we're going to put that on our Facebook page. And you can bet that I'm going to be getting that book. Uh, Joseph, let me ask you, as you look back on this in terms of your relationship with God, did you feel that God did spare you on that day? And how do you, how is your relationship with him now? Well, sweetheart, I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And my father was an elder, and he gave me a priesthood blessing. If I would listen to my commanders and do what I was supposed to, I'd have the blessing to return. When I got on that beachhead and saw all that carnage, I said, Heavenly Father, that blessing needs to work. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. It did. And you're in Mississippi now. You're spending your... And you and your wife are both still alive together, right? Yes. We're both 91, and we're fixing to celebrate our 70th wedding anniversary, the 9th of August. How about kids? You have kids? Oh, yeah, I've got three children. got a boy and two girls. But my boy passed away, but my two girls are still living. I took my two daughters up to the, on the honor flight to Washington just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, those are wonderful. Are they not wonderful, those honor flights? If people haven't heard about them, if you still have a World War II vet in your family, in your life, uh, you need to Google honor flights and take them on these flights while you still can because they are tremendous. Well, Joseph... Well, uh, all the veterans need to go up there and see the World War II monument. It sure is beautiful. It really is. It's just, it is a beautiful tribute to the men and women who served in World War II. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. It's been an honor. All right. Well, it's been an honor for us, too, sir. Well, wasn't that incredible? I mean, if you didn't, if you weren't moved by that, then you're dead. Honestly, Joseph Johnson, he was 91 when he gave us that interview in June of 2016, and now um, we know that he's passed away. He passed away June the 30th of 20, 
20, but we got that beautiful story. He shared that before he died with us. And so we wanted to replay it today. And by the way, his daughter got in touch with us after that interview and said that she she had never heard her dad's story. He had never told the story to the family like she, she'd never heard such detail. That was a special, special interview. And uh, we wanted to share it with you uh, on this special season, if you've, even if you don't listen to Memorial Day. It's certainly, uh, we can celebrate it whenever you listen to this. And by the way, I'm calling on all heroes, legends, and stars, and anyone listening to open your heart. I bet your heart's already open because of Joseph, but at this moment, we can stand for truth and fight for all that we believe in as we stand with Preborn in the cause for life. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies from abortion by introducing moms to their beautiful babies. Once she hears that heartbeat and sees the precious life growing inside of her, the majority of the time, she will choose life. For just $28, you can sponsor a life-saving ultrasound. This is the moment for us to rise up and show the world that together, we as Christians, will fight against the principalities of darkness who seek to destroy the unborn. Please join the fight. Just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Or you can go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. You know that when you help those who cannot help themselves, the power of courage in you will empower not just you, but others. So just go to preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. Let's turn this battle around. Coming up next, my husband, my sweetheart, my former FBI agent husband, who uh, whose fa- father is a veteran of World War II, as is mine, will join me. Just for a recap, uh, we have some real interesting stories to share, and uh, you don't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Sandy Rios, 24-7. Sandy Rios, 24-7 is growing, and we want to help you grow, too. If your business or nonprofit is interested in sponsoring Sandy Rios 24-7, you can email us at infoagemedia247 at gmail.com. That's infoagemedia247 at gmail.com. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. If tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away An American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget The men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up Next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA
From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Well, it's bright in every American heart And it's time we stand and say An American, where at least I know I'm free, and I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today, cause there ain't no doubt I love this land, God bless the USA. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA I will never, never get tired of that song That was God Bless the USA by Lee Greenwood How many times have we heard it? It never gets old It's kind of like the Star Spangled Banner Not to denigrate the Star Spangled Banner But What a great expression of the story we just heard from Joseph. I've asked Bruce, my sweetheart, to join me because, uh, first of all, Bruce, uh, the Memorial Day, people get confused. What what is Memorial Day about? What's it supposed to, who are we supposed to be honoring today? Well, Memorial Day is set aside for soldiers who've actually given their lives. We often confuse it or conflate it with Veterans Day. Veterans Day is to honor all who served. But Memorial Day is reserved to those who made the ultimate sacrifice. Okay. Well, that's a big distinction. And we've been, how, do you know a little bit about how we got here, where, why we're celebrating this? Well, you know, uh, Memorial Day started unofficially probably around the time of the Civil Wars where we dated. Um, towards the end, people, especially after Gettysburg, there were so many war dead on both sides that people began to decorate the graves of their own uh, families, but also other people who are killed alongside their family. They started doing it by bringing flowers. And a lot of the thought is it started around the end of May because that's when flowers started to bloom. And actually, you know, there's there's a lot of controversy over where the actual holiday started. But I thought there was a great story that I had read um, right at the end of the Civil War in Charleston, South Carolina, um, there, there had been a mass grave of Union soldiers who were killed in a battle there. And the slaves unburied these bodies and put them into individual graves. And, you know, you think about that. Uh, it, it's, it's sort of a, a beginning of healing, I would say, because... Obviously, Charleston was the start of the Civil War. That's where Fort Sumter started. And now we're, we're starting to include all people groups, 
people uh, of both sides uh, of the of the battle. Um, I just thought it, it's something that really, really uh, pricked my heart. Oh, that's a great story, honey. You know, one thing that occurs to me too is that not every country has honored its uh, the people that have fought for us. I guess there's some glory in war in almost every culture, but I I can't think besides Britain. And maybe some, maybe friends, people that have really served the country faithfully, uh, have been loved and celebrated. That's why we have this beautiful cemetery, Arlington, a cemetery to uh, to celebrate, celebrate, honor is the word, honor their lives. You know, it's really a shame that it's almost not a requirement that every citizen of this country go to Arlington National Cemetery and watch the changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. You want to see something that will jerk your heart, uh, the solemnness of that and the reflection that it makes you have because you look all around you as they're guarding this one soldier who's unknown to anyone but God, and you see nothing but crosses, stars of David, and tombstones surrounding you. It's just amazing. It is. Uh, there's something... It's holy, sacred. There's something sacred. It's sacred ground. It is amazing. You know, we laid the wreaths uh, on the graves uh, when we were in D.C. recently. Well, it's been a few years. And I remember the um, the Gold Star Moms. It was cold. It was cold when we were doing this. I think it was January. And um, Gold Star Moms were sitting there in lawn chairs at the graves of their fallen loved ones in the, in the Middle Eastern War, the most recent war, because all the other, you know, and I just sat with them. It was just, it was a sacred, holy moment, Bruce. And this is how we honor uh, the people that made that sacrifice. We can't ever forget it. And we live in a country where we take that for granted. We live in a time. We live in a time where we take that for granted. None of our young men are serving hardly any of them, and they don't. Uh, we've lost the appreciation for what it means to be free and the price that was paid to make us free. Well, and I convict myself of this uh, myself, um as as wars have wound down into more uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, b- because we have such a quote unquote like a, a a displacement from those people that are serving over there, y- you forget they are even over there. Exactly, and most people don't even know what's going on in these places. Then you do what you were talking about, Sandy. You go to Arlington Cemetery, and you start placing these wreaths on the graves, and then here sits a mother, and you look at the grave, and their child was killed maybe within the last year over in Afghanistan, over in Iraq, and boy, you talk about a wake-up call. And, you know, we, we throw around a lot of terms, oh, oh you know, freedom isn't free, and um, but you think about that. Um, these people were, you know, in these latest wars, everyone's been a volunteer. To volunteer for your country and go and be killed in a war that most people, I hate to say it, but most people aren't paying attention to. Now, that is the ultimate sacrifice. And uh, we, you know, these holidays are kind of... Uh, they're, they're like a of, Monday off. They're yeah, a Monday well, they're, off. They're kind of confusing to you because... Most of us were, were thinking, oh, it's great. I've got a day off. We can go to the lake. We can have picnics. We can have barbecues. And you know what? The people that 
died for us probably would be glad that you're doing that because that's one of the reasons that they went to war was to fight so that we can do things like this. We can express ourselves. We can gather together. We can protest. We can eat barbecue at a picnic table without worrying about somebody coming and getting us. While at the same time, there's a part of us that knows, you know what? Somebody really went to bat for me, and I owe them a debt of gratitude today. This is just not about fun today. This is also about paying homage. You know, I'm just thinking, Bruce, that's beautiful. And I just think the, the antidote is not that we're trying to make people feel guilty, just aware and grateful. And we have to tell our kids. We have to tell our kids uh, celebrating or just together having a day off or day of rest or whatever you're doing. Be sure that you tell your children about the sacrifice of these men. And remind yourself as well. This has been a great reminder for us and happy, so happy to share that moment we had with Joseph Johnson, a veteran from World War II who landed on the beaches of Normandy. What a story. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Honey, thank you for those words of wisdom. Thank you. It was a pleasure and an honor to be on this show. Thank you. All right, this has been the edition, Memorial Day of Sandy Rios 24-7.